listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Bill O'Brien out. Think we got to start there? Yeah, and according to uh, several reports, the Texans have fired head coach slash general manager Bill O'Brien. The Houston Texans starting off the season 0-4 after their loss to Minnesota yesterday. I got to tell you something. I said it in the headlines. I think getting rid of him as GM, great move. Maybe as bad a GM. I mean, they're, they're depressed right now. Every other team's depressed <laughs> that he's not the GM anymore. But I think he is not only not one of the worst coaches, I would make the case that Bill O'Brien is in the top half of the league. I mean, I'm not sure how you can think anything else. So let's look at it. 14 through 19. So he won nine games in 14. Didn't make the playoffs. Nine games in 15. Made the playoffs. Lost. Nine games in 16. Now, by the way, eight and eight. That's average. So third straight year above average. Again, made the playoffs, made it to the divisional round. So two playoff appearances in his first three years and literally made the divisional round. In 17, horrible year, 4-12. and 12. Bad. 18, now, by the way, Deshaun Watson gets drafted. In 18, 11 wins. Made the playoffs. 19, 10 wins, made the playoffs, made the division round. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six full seasons, and the guy made the playoffs four times. Now, how many teams have done better than that? I mean, I'm guessing, I don't have it off the top of my head, less than five, right? Have, have more than five teams made the playoffs five of the last six years? Mm. I don't think so. Sounds about right, doesn't it? So you're telling me, now here's the interesting part. The first three years when he won 9-9-9, Herman Cain style, he literally had some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Who was his quarterback before Watson, Fez? I, I'm trying to think of all the, well, the I stiffs he had Tom because Savage. he had backups. Was it Tom Savage? Savage? Yeah. yeah, I mean uh, – uh, Yates, do I remember a Yates? Os- Osweiler, the ostrich. Yeah, uh, I think he got the. I think he got the the corpse of. Um, oh, what's that dude's name? He threw for a ton of yards one year, um, and then he he went to a couple. He was with uh, Shop. Yeah, Matt Shop. Yes. Yeah, and Lindley, I think. I mean, what I'm saying is, literally. You could cut the $6 million man style. You don't have a real quarterback out of all of them. And he wins 9-9-9, makes the playoffs twice. This is an example of don't take every job that's offered to you. Because if he would have said, hey, I'm not a GM, I can't do both, he'd be sitting here saying, huh, what can I do? GMs, we don't have a GM. Instead, he takes double responsibility, obviously has to split his energies, and... He was horrible as a GM. It probably affected his coaching, but I know for sure it affected Bill O'Brien's public perception. People perceived him as a, uh. I don't know who's done more with less. I mean, really. 
let's go around the horn. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys agree with me. I don't have to keep ranting. Fez, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. You know what? In that playoff win so last say year. Say it your way. Like, what, what do you think? Where's Bill O'Brien? Was he on your coaching Bill O'Brien just missed my top 10 coaches list. but he's, Oh, the mythical top 10. Okay. But he clearly, like you said, is an above-average coach. And frankly, that win last year in the playoffs, that win was against Buffalo. And that win's looking a lot better given how well Buffalo's Very playing. accurate Josh Allen. <laughs> what do you think, Jones? Uh, for the last five years, he's won the division. They won a playoff game a year ago. And after four games, and I would argue the toughest opening four games that I can recall in recent NFL history when you consider Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota, who, yes, their record is not nice right now, but Minnesota won a playoff game a year ago. I don't know what your expectations were because going into the season, that looked like a 1-3 and three start at best for me when it came to the Houston Texans. And the fact that it took four games – and you've already decided to move on from him, the timing is a little curious. If you're going to do it this soon, why didn't you just do it before the season so that that way you'd at least have a fresh start? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And when you have Romeo Cornell in the bullpen, the starter finishes the game. Yeah. he's He's going till his arm falls off. 28 winners as an NFL head coach, 55 Losers. Fez, I'm doing this in my head real quick. It's like 34%. <laughs> yes. I mean, think about that. 34% versus a guy, as Jonas said, for the last five division titles. And a lot of those were against, ah, Andrew Luck, huh? It's nothing. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's funny. When we talk about the four out of five, I'm impressed. But you got Deshaun Watson. Okay. It's those first three years that impressed me the most. Yeah. Right? And, and again, obviously Watson has made uh, two playoffs himself. Right? This is his third year. Am I right on that? Yeah. Because four and 12. Yeah. So... <sighs> Let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Where's he in your quarterback rankings? Number five. Jonas, about the same range? Uh, I don't, God, I would have to go through the list. I would say top Certainly 10. top seven top, or eight, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so, yeah. All right. When is the last time a top seven or eight quarterback has had a record worse than seven wins? I, I got to take full culpability here with all my winners. I loved... Houston over, seven and a half. Doesn't look so good, right? But my thought was year after year, Big Ben, year after year, Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. We can decide who's on this list, and then I'm going to ask, what's the worst year they've had in the last five years? You know, I don't know if five is the right number of years to say passing has improved so much. It became so dominant. I think you could say six or seven. Last seven, let's go back seven. Seven years, and we'll do this during the break. What's the worst that the best quarterbacks have done? I can go by memory and say New Orleans had two years with seven wins with a historically bad, de- literally a historically bad defense. The Saints got seven. Aaron Rodgers, when he's been not hurt, 
has never had less than seven wins. Mm-hmm. Brady's never had less than seven wins. Big Ben's never had less than seven wins. So, if Deshaun Watson is a top five, a top seven quarterback, what the heck's going on? Well, the strength of schedule, Jonas mentioned it. You had to play the best teams in the NFL, Kansas City and Baltimore. Pittsburgh's a darn good team. And so this is the first... Plus, you're playing the weakest of the three... After playing the other two, then you're on the road. And they, they willed it in the second half against Pittsburgh. Exactly. So them starting 0-3 was not a surprise. So essentially, one bad game against the Vikings. And you are so right. I disagree with Jonas a smidge. I think that is a bad loss. When you're 0-3, you got to win that game. That's a bad loss. But one bad loss doesn't – because really, it's hard to really complain about the other three. One bad loss doesn't make for a firing – when a guy has won the division four out of five times. Closing thoughts, Jonas, and I'm interested in your thoughts on Watson. If they do finish this year, I mean, Faz, what do you put the over-under on Houston rest of the year? So how many wins at the end of the year? If I said five and a half, what do you do? Over. They'll win six. Okay. 500 team the rest of the way. All right. You sound pretty sure of that. So you got them like number 16 in your rankings? (laughs) Well, I'm assuming they're going to get some easier games here. Well, yeah. I mean, the schedule isn't a secret. (laughs) I've got them. I don't know. Can anyone get a schedule for her? I mean, (laughs) I've got them 22nd in the league, two points worse than an average team. So how are they going to go 50%? Maybe I'm being too optimistic. What do you think, Jonas? I wonder what, uh, as far as what the record's going to be at the end. Yeah. I would put him probably at four and twelve or five and eleven, just so off the top. So, wouldn't we say then this is the best quarterback to have this bad a season during the passing era? And I also wonder what Deshaun Watson's role in all this was. I wonder if there was a conversation behind the scenes because. I mean, you trusted the guy to sign Laramie Tunsil to a blockbuster deal. You trusted him to sign Deshaun Watson to a blockbuster deal. And instead of, as you pointed out, just removing GM uh, responsibilities, you just take it all away in one giant bundle. I just wonder what the relationship was like and whether or not the organization decided to roll with Deshaun Watson as opposed to Bill O'Brien. Well, I mean, to me... The Tunzel trade is where it all started falling apart. Remember, what they did was they said, we're going to trade two number ones because we got to protect Watson, and we're not going to get him signed. So what happened was, how do you give up? And we saw the same thing with Ramsey, with the Rams. How do you give up two number ones and let the guy go after one year or two years? You can't. Right in the the, la- the second year being the fifth year options in some cases, so now literally Tunzel was his own agent. Didn't even have to pay ten percent. Just hired some lawyers and got a deal that the cap guys are like flabbergasted by. Why? Because they had no choice. And then because of that money, you could make the case they had to let go of their great wide receiver Hopkins and then signing Watson. But nothing around him, it seems. So, to me, the last thing I'll say is, this is all about management. This is all about ownership. Cal McNair. So, this is the son. And if you go back through the son's Wikipedia, he's not getting hired by Google. <laughs> okay? I mean, this is, from my perspective, from the outside, down, you know, down south guy who 
you know, went to okay schools, doesn't seem to have anything on his right. I mean, I'll be candid. I wouldn't interview him for COO with that pregame.com with his resume. Now, if you wanted to bring some billions over, we'll have a conversation. He can have his own office. I'll get him cards, the whole thing. (laughs) But the fact is, this guy is not a top-level manager. And when you get to the second generation, that's what you get sometimes, right? Because when the dad makes the billions and he buys the team, well, he, you know, and we've seen it maybe, you could say, you know, with the Lakers till LeBron came. But boy, oh boy, I don't see how they just don't hire GM and then they make, in my opinion, a shocking decision. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. All right, here's the theme music, Fez. Now, people might recognize this. Sounds like James Bond, right? Yeah. Well, what you did to Philadelphia is like a it's it's like a caper, right? <laughs> Explain to me how you adjusted the Eagles. Did not make an adjustment. So no upgrade. No upgrade. You said coming into that game, you had a perception of the Eagles, and now after winning a borderline must-win game on the road as over a touchdown underdog, you said, "Yep, hold steady, baby, hold steady." Yes. And how bad? And where were the Eagles at in your rankings entering last week? They were 21st. So clearly a below average team. And what did your rankings say the line should have been last night? It had it right around seven. So you, you were lined up with the market. Mm-hmm. They beat the spread by how many points? They beat the spread by 12. And you said, nah, no adjustment. Explain. All right. For the entire game, San Francisco was the better team. San Francisco was unimpressive. Mullins was horrible. Could not get the offense going, but the defense pretty much shut down Wentz and company. So San Francisco was nursing a three-point lead fourth quarter. Then Mullins imploded. So San Francisco nursing a three-point lead. So that means that Eagles were... um, Exceeding expectation at that point. Yes. Okay. So, San Fran has the ball approximately at midfield. Mullins misses a wide-open receiver that would have gone for 30 yards, would have put them into scoring range. Are you going to give us a play-by-play? <laughs> the next play... I mean, you do realize that every game has these. Well, it was all on you Mullins. You do realize that every game has these, I, I, right? re- I know. But Mullins, minus three in turnovers for the game, and the two turnovers in the fourth quarter were absolutely horrendous. The pick six that he threw and the fumble that he gave up, that's why San Francisco lost this game. I'm, it was on Mullins. He was terrible. But he was the quarterback that had a line of seven and a half. Yes. But w- what I'm saying is I don't – Jonas, does this make any sense to you? Uh, that Sam, that Philly would not be upgraded after that win, I would upgrade him. I mean, that's a road win. But I mean, how's his argument sitting with you? I, I think, I, I, listen, I don't want to pile on, but I, I happen to believe, I happen to believe that Fez is a little pissed off about the fact that the lines makers only adjusted the line a point and a half for the loss of Garoppolo when he clearly was ahead of them and said it should have been more because oh. the was close. 
Well, you actually are – you're a better Fez watcher than I am at this point. Because I texted I mean, you, him about it. I asked him what the difference of the line would be you know, if, if Garoppolo was in there, and he pointed out that he disagreed with him. And as it turns out, he was probably right based on how Mullins looked. I love Jimmy G. How's <laughs> <Yes>, that? <laughs> I mean, the bass in his voice. I love Jimmy G. It's like three <laughs> bourbons, a cigar – a silk robe and uh, no undergarments. That's, that's what it sounds like to me. I love Jimmy G. Steve, you just told me a story about a bad pass. A bad pass. So you could tell this. I mean, did you downgrade Cam Newton after he threw a bad pass the down before in Seattle? No, it was a bad game across the board. The overall, yeah, but he's a backup quarterback. But the overall stats: Philly won by a hundred, lost the yardage by 150. The yards per play was more than a yard per. Statistically, San Francisco so, won this game so by, did you upgrade, by eight. Did points. you upgrade Dallas? No. How was their How was their yards per play? How was their offense comparable to Cleveland? Both right around so, seven. So you should have made it even, though, right? No, because Cleveland got their yards running the ball, oh, and Dallas oh, was that's throwing. A cor- that's a corollary we didn't know about. So if you run the ball and get over 300 yards and give up the most yards in the history of the franchise rushing, like Dallas did, you adjusted a half point. Like, it's just a little bonus. It's a factor, you know. I mean, if you're going to get that many yards running the ball, that shows how bad Dallas's defense is. I downgraded Dallas a full point. Here's the thing about... Dallas, literally, they led the NFL in 2019, last season, the entire regular season in offensive yards. They led the NFL. They did not have a winning record. The first three games of this season, they led the NFL in yards. They did not have a winning record, and now they still Lead the NFL in yards. And I think they had the most yards in the entire league last week, right? Yes. Dak threw for almost, he threw for 500 by himself. And they lost. And they got dominated. Dominated. At what point do the stats not matter? Like, how do, like, you say the Eagles don't count because their stats were 150 yards off. So the fact they won on the road is over a touchdown underdog. Eh, it's fine. No big deal. But do the Cowboys stats matter? I mean, like I'm confused on when stats matter and when they don't. You know, the Cowboys, when you watch them, that's a high-risk offense. Even like when they're scoring touchdowns. Dex- oh, so now you're going to do an adjustment because of the risk. Now, do you do this for every team? Typically, or- no. But now you're going to start for Dallas. Yes. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.